Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets don't go outside the boundaries of what you can do. Thank you for listening to the boundary series. My aim is to encourage individuals to enforce boundaries and don't feel bad about doing so. You can go through life trying to figure out why people are doing what they do to you, but you do have a choice on what you can accept and what you will and won't tolerate. And that is where boundaries come in. The more you enforce boundaries in your life, the more you will find out that quite a few people have a problem with you creating boundaries for your protection, for your peace, and for your pace. And I felt it was necessary to share some biblical examples of people who enforced boundaries and the positive consequences that happened when they did. And then I wanted to share the negative consequences and outcomes that occurred when these individuals did not enforce God-honoring boundaries. If you are listening to this series for the first time, feel free to go back and review parts 1 through 16, and you can share these episodes with someone who you believe can benefit from them. I want to go ahead and review a passage of scripture, and then I want to jump in and then expound on the motivational aim, targeting, don't go outside the boundaries of what you can do. This account in scripture can be found in Acts, the 19th chapter, in the 11th through the 20th verse. And here's a rundown of what happened. Paul, who was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ, and for those who remember, before Paul had his life-changing encounter with Christ, he was persecuting anyone who believed in Jesus. He had people put in prison and stoned if they followed Jesus. But one day, Jesus met him on the road and asked him why he was persecuting him. Paul's eyes were opened. Jesus let him know that you're not disrespecting and persecuting the people. You're persecuting me because the people are following me. This changed Paul's life and perspective. So then he started following Jesus Christ. He started preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and his relationship with Jesus and his relationship with God strengthened. So that Paul, that's what we're talking about. Paul was doing some great things. Okay, he was healing people, he was doing great miracles, and when Paul passed by people, if an evil spirit was in a person, the evil spirit would leave. And it was to the point when people came near Paul, they were healed. So Paul was anointed. He was walking in and operating in the power of God. Now there were seven brothers. Their dad's name was Sceva, and Sceva was a Jewish high priest, and that's important because he was a priest of the temple, priest of the church. Sceva's sons, his seven sons, saw the power God had given to Paul. So they witnessed and they saw how when Paul passed people up, if an evil spirit was in them, the evil spirit came out. People were healed. People's lives were transformed. Paul impacted people with the power and love of Jesus Christ because he was proclaiming the gospel. So these seven sons of the high priest saw this. 
and the seven sons of Sceva thought they could do what Paul did. So you know what they did. They were going around performing exorcisms. And they go up to people and speak to the evil spirits within people saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. And they'd say this to the evil spirit so the evil spirit could leave the person, submit to them, or come out of the person. When the seven sons of Sceva did this, an evil spirit looked at them as they were performing this exorcism. They said it again. I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Come out of this person. Leave this person. And the evil spirit looked at them and then answered, Um, I know Jesus. I recognize Paul. But who are you? Who are y'all? What power did God give you? What authority did God give you? Do you even know God? Because people who know God and have a relationship with him, they enforce boundaries and they only do what God called and commanded them to do. And I know full well that you don't know God and you don't know Jesus. Y'all don't even know Paul. Because if you did, you'd be on the other side of the boundary marker with them. But you're over here talking to me. You're playing on boundary markers. Who told you to play on the boundary marker with me? Because anybody who enforces boundaries with me or my kind, they tell me what to do in the name of Jesus. You didn't do that. You sound scared. Mm-mm. You don't know Jesus. And you trying to tell me what to do. No. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on the seven sons. So that means... One man jumped on seven men, and the Bible says that the one man that the evil spirit was in, that evil spirit overpowered them all. The evil spirit overpowered seven men and prevailed against them. So the seven sons ran out of that house naked and wounded. That's what the Bible says. So that means they had clothes on at one point. And the evil spirit tore their clothes off. And for them to be wounded, for someone to be wounded, they had to have experienced some wounds on their body. So that evil spirit tore them up, snatched them up, beat them up, stomped them down, and for the boys to run out of a house naked and wounded, they were running because their lives were in danger. And they put their lives in danger. They did that to themselves. But you can see what happens when one crosses boundaries. When a person does things that they have no business doing, it will have them looking like the seven sons of Sceva. And the 42 boys who were mauled by those two female bears. These seven sons crossed a boundary. And they went outside the boundaries of what they could do. From them being beat up, let you know, they didn't know what they were doing. They just saw a man who was walking past people, Paul. 
and people were delivered from all kinds of ailments. And they thought, I mean, I can do that too. And some people think that they can do something that somebody else can do and they don't have any kind of ill will behind what they're trying to accomplish. But some people, they look at what you're doing and they have this sense of entitlement and jealousy and they think, well, I mean, if they did it, I can do it too. They not all of that. Their attitude is messed up. And they mistake what God blessed you with and the talents God gave you and the abilities God gave you as if God gave them those same abilities. And sometimes God doesn't give people the same abilities. People are going outside the boundaries of what they can do, trying to do what somebody else can do, and then they get messed up. I mean, some people could look at you thinking, oh, if she can do that, if he can do that, then I mean, I know I can do that. I mean, it's not all of that. If they can do it, anybody can do it. But they're missing one thing, understanding. They don't understand that God gave you the power to do what you are doing. And that power didn't come from you trying to make something be. You're not trying to make something happen. It came from your relationship with God. It came from what God told you to do. It came from you staying in the boundaries of what you could do and not going outside of that. It came from obedience. And Paul had a relationship with Jesus. Although the seven sons of Sceva's daddy was a priest, it didn't mean they had a relationship with the highest priest of all. We didn't read that the seven sons of Sceva had a relationship with Jesus and they were doing what Jesus told them to do. We didn't read that. And the seven sons confirmed they didn't have a relationship with Jesus because they said to an evil spirit, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. They knew enough about the name of Jesus And they knew that the name of Jesus had power. But they used his name without a relationship. And they used his name without understanding. And they were using someone's name to get results that they did not have the authority to produce. It doesn't work like that. They were really just throwing out the name of Jesus like, It was a networking event, hoping that the name would catch and people could say, oh, okay, yeah, Jesus, I'll do this for you. It doesn't work that way. They thought if they mentioned Paul also, they'd get some of Paul's influence to make things happen in their life. And all they did was get beat up. They got tore up. They were made an example out of. In verse 17, we find out that when people found out about them being beat up by an evil spirit, overpowered by an evil spirit, wounded by an evil spirit, all of their clothes snatched off of their body by an evil spirit, people in the community took notice. The people in the region 
So, oh my goodness, you don't play with the name of Jesus. And you don't play with Jesus' disciples. You don't play with people who have a relationship with Jesus. You don't throw names around. You have to have a relationship. The people in the region saw these boys beat up, tore up, and they were afraid. And they held the name of Jesus in high esteem. And from that situation, from the evil spirit overpowering the seven sons, and then from the people in the region seeing that, oh my goodness, these seven sons crossed a boundary that they shouldn't have crossed. They went outside the boundary of what they had the authority to do. They went outside the boundary of what they could do. The people in the region, they started believing in God. And they started believing in the name of Jesus. They left all of that witchcraft that they had going on alone. Those people, and you'll read it, they got rid of all of their witchcraft books, their hoodoo and voodoo books. They poured out and stomped on their follow me boy oils, commit to me oils, reconciliation oils, obsession candles, Obsession oils, sugar daddy oils, marry me oils, Jezebel oils, twin flame candles. They got rid of all those tear it cards, the wands, cauldrons. They burned all of that stuff up. They burned it all. They got rid of it because they were done. They saw, oh my goodness, if evil spirits are overpowering people. Because people are playing with the name of Jesus? Are we doing the wrong thing? They tore it up. They were done. They understood that what they were doing, it had no power. And the only name they could trust, the only book they could trust, the only one they could trust, with all power and authority in his hand was Jesus Christ. The seven sons of Sceva were beat up, and that served as a reminder and a revelation that um, stuff can't compare to the name of Jesus and what Jesus can do for someone. The people of that town learned real quick that they can't heal what's going on in their life without Jesus. Anytime they tried to do anything apart from God was them going outside the bounds of what they couldn't do. And when we go outside the boundary of what we can do, we are crossing boundaries. This is a lesson for us, several lessons for us. We have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to do what God tells us to do. We need to do what Jesus tells us to do. We shouldn't pick up stuff apart from him thinking that it will have the same power as his name because it won't. When we play with stuff that Jesus didn't authorize, consequences follow. If we cannot do something, we don't need to act like we can. We need to go to Jesus, ask Jesus to guide us, get in alignment with him, and just follow his pace. And when we go back to the seven sons of Sceva, they crossed a boundary. 
They couldn't do something. And that is all they had to say. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know anything about that. But they wanted to have some power. They wanted to have the look. They wanted to have the status. They wanted the attention. And they received some attention, all right. But if you can't do something, you can't do something. And this happens to a lot of people. They say they can do something that they can't do. And then they find themselves in a situation. Don't cross boundaries. And you can think about some situations in your life when you possibly said you could do something that you couldn't do and you found yourself in a situation. And it could be something simple too. Somebody saying, oh, I know how to cook. And then somebody eats their food and they figure out, oh, you crossed a boundary. You said you could do something that you can't do. Oh, I know how to type. And they can't. Crossing boundaries. Deadlines are due. And they can't type the paper up. They said they're qualified for a position. Then it's time to perform in that position. They can't. They crossed a boundary. They said they could do something that they could not do. People applying and volunteering for positions that they shouldn't be volunteering for. People saying they know how to build and renovate and they don't. People saying that they know Jesus and they don't. People say they have a prayer life and they don't. People giving advice to people that they don't have any expertise or experience in whatsoever. And then they are exposed. Jesus comes in with a whip, overturning the lies. And it all could have been avoided if somebody just said, I don't know how to do that. If they would have stayed within the boundaries of doing what they could do and not crossing boundaries where they're exposed on the things that they cannot do. And the very thing that some people say they can do, that thing is saying, no, you can't. You, you know you don't, you don't know how to do this. Stop, stop, you, stop. But they go ahead with the lie. They go ahead with the lie. Going back to the seven sons of Sceva, the evil spirit knew that they didn't know what they were doing. The evil spirit knew they were crossing boundaries. And the evil spirit told them, I know Jesus. I ain't never seen you with Jesus. You don't even look like Jesus. It's nothing. You don't kick it with Jesus. I know a follower of Jesus when I see one. And <laughs> you don't have any light of recognition of Christ on the inside of you whatsoever. Yeah, I, I'm going to beat you up for lying. And it happened. They were tore up. And this story serves as a lesson for everybody. That we need to stay in the boundaries of what we can do and don't allow people to pressure us into things or into doing things we know we can't do just to appease them. And the reason I say this is we go back to the story. There were seven sons. I'm thinking at least one of them had to know that they were stepping outside the boundary of what they could do. But when they went with the crowd 
They went along with the crowd. They were beat up. The Bible didn't say that the evil spirit only beat up and tore up three of them. It said the evil spirit overpowered them all. All of them. So the person who thought, man, I don't need to do this, you know, that's wrong. Since they went along with the crowd, they got tore up too. And that's what happens when you cross boundaries. Don't allow people to pressure you. Let them know, hey, I don't know how to do that. Say it. Get out of it. Let people know. It's all good to put boundaries on others, but it's important to put a boundary on yourself too. It saves you a whole lot of trouble. And it's peaceful. It is peaceful to tell people, hey, I don't know how to do that. So they can go figure that stuff out on their own. You're not being short. You're not being disrespectful. You're just letting people know in a sense, I am staying within the boundaries of what I can do. Let people know, hey, I don't know how to do your hair. I don't know how to do hair. I I don't. So they can go find somebody to do their hair. If you can't cut hair like that, let people know. If you can't style hair like that, let them know. If you want to try it, try it. But if they're looking for some quality and some experience and expertise, let them know, hey, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'll pay you, you know, okay, you can pay me, but I'm letting you know I don't know how to do that. Go somewhere where you will be satisfied. I don't know how to bake that. I don't know how to cook that. I don't know how to sew that. Uh Uh-uh. I don't know how to make that. Oh, I don't know how to build that. I don't know how to interpret that. I don't know how to read that. I don't know how to say that. I don't know how to draw that. Oh, I don't know how to start that. Oh, I can't finance that. Oh, I can't fuel that. Oh, I can't fund that. Oh, I'm not qualified to do that. God didn't tell me to go there, so I won't be there. Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I don't look at that. Oh, I don't do, uh -uh. uh-uh. I don't go around those parts. I don't engage in that. That's not what I do. I stay in my boundaries. Oh, yeah, I enforce boundaries. I don't go outside of what God tells me to do. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, I won't. No. And if people pressure you, enforce a boundary still and stay within your boundary. Because if you're pressured and you move the boundary marker and you step over something that you cannot do, and then you're stepping into something God told you not to do, you are about to learn a life lesson where you could end up naked and wounded and running for your life, gasping for air somewhere, and people looking at you as the example. Like, oh, girl, let me stand my boundary, girl, because uh, so-and-so was toe up. You saw that? Stay in the boundary of what you can do. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is John the 8th chapter and the 32nd verse. And it states, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I selected that scripture because it is true. When you tell the truth, you are displaying a physical act of someone staying within the boundaries of what they can do. When you get to lying and thinking you can do things you can't, you will be exposed. So stay in the boundary and encourage others to do the same.
Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download some Bible study content I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational apparel. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.